Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. And welcome to the Year of Joy series, in which I talk to experts on special powers, which we call joy superpowers, each and every one of us can cultivate in order to build more joy into our lives. I'm Andrew Cannon, and I have the honour to be your host. And in this episode, I'm excited to be talking with Karen Golden about the joy ingredient of fun, and specifically the joy superpower of storytelling. Karen is a storyteller, musician, an award-winning recording artist. She has travelled to China, South Korea, Hong Kong, Peru, and in August 2022, she did her first post-pandemic tour to Argentina to tell stories in person. Since the COVID pandemic, Karen has performed and taught virtually in 15 countries around the world. Her written stories have been published in eight anthology collections. Karen is also founder and director of Creative Learning Place, a homeschool learning center founded in 2009 in Los Angeles, and she is passionate about creating a paradigm shift in education. When she's not making story, musical, or educational connections, Karen can be found in her garden, tending to her many flowers, plants, and indeed turtles, which bring her a great deal of joy. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you, Andrew. It's so good to be here. Well, that's wonderful. Let's. I always like to sort of start with this question where I like my guests to tell our listeners their own story. So if you could start with sort of telling us about your own story with storytelling. That's a really good question. Uh, I am the sixth of six children. I come from a rather large family. And every night we sat down as a family to eat dinner. And my family was very verbose. Everyone had something to say. And because I was the youngest child, I learned early on that the best way that I could get airtime airtime at my dinner table was to have a good story to tell. So I started telling stories rather young at the dinner table. For me, this led to a love of public speaking. And by the time I was in high school, I was on a public radio show where I interviewed guests. And this continued to um, spark my interest. And I did radio through college and I graduated from the university, not in the subject of storytelling. That's a whole other story. But after graduation, I went back to my love of radio. And one day I interviewed a storyteller on my talk show. And when I interviewed the storyteller, I thought, hmm, that I could do that. And that's how I started on the journey of storytelling. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, you know, I never knew when I looked into this how big storytelling actually is. You know, I just thought, that's oh, a thing, you know, done in little groups in sort of little parlors or wherever. And, you know, people get around the kitchen table and and that sort of thing. But I've understood it's massive. So so please tell me a bit about storytelling as a hobby. So storytelling has really taken off since the pandemic. I would say storytelling was getting really big prior to the pandemic. And first of all, let me just clarify that there are storytelling that you do in your family 
Um, there's storytelling you might do in your business. And then there is the art of storytelling, which is uh, done at festivals at, throughout the world. And also, uh, it's also done in smaller settings. So I just want to clarify that, that, that I've moved away from the family of storytelling to the greater world of storytelling. So storytelling is shared throughout the world in many, many different kind of formats, from festivals, large festivals that can attract five, 10,000 people. Every year in the United States, there's a huge storytelling festival at the National Storytelling Center in Jonesboro, Tennessee, that attracts thousands of guests. And this is a place where storytellers from around the world come to share their stories as an art. Uh, I am a... Um, storytelling artist, a professional storyteller. So I have taken that leap from the dinner table to performing nationally and internationally. So there's festivals like the National Festival. Just a few weeks ago, there was a huge storytelling festival in Marrakesh, Morocco, where over 85 storytellers from around the world came to tell stories at that festival. I mentioned that since the pandemic, storytelling has really taken off because online there's lots of storytelling opportunities where you can come to hear professionals or you can participate in something called a story swap where all of you can tell stories. So you can be either a story listener or a storyteller. And rather than get into all the details of all the festivals, this information will be uh, posted um, on the JOY website so you can reference all these different kinds of festivals and opportunities. But if you look up online, anywhere where you live, either where to find storytelling in person near me, you will find lots of opportunities. Or if you look up the art of oral storytelling, you'll also find lots of different websites and links. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, so there's both obviously online. And I can well imagine how the pandemic has fueled this to another level. Um, I know myself how important connection was to me during that time. And stories are such a wonderful way to connect people. And I suppose there's two parts to a story, right? There's the, the telling of the story and there's the receiving of the story. So you can play sort of two roles within this. But let me take you back to your own part of that journey where you said you jumped from the kitchen table to the stage. How big a leap was that? Was it an, an easy transition to make or was it a steep learning curve? No one's ever asked me that question. <laughs> That's a good one. I began learning about the art of storytelling because there are some skills required from going uh, from the kitchen table to the stage. And some of those skills can include learning things about improvisational theater, learning about theater. Uh, I don't have a theater background. That's not how I came to the art of storytelling. But all along the way, I continue to learn. And one of the most amazing things about storytelling is it's, it's an art form which you can learn about for a lifetime. I continue to learn about the art of storytelling. As a matter of fact, last week, I spent six days in Kauai, Hawaii, learning 
and continuing to learn about my art from 19 storytellers from around the world. We shared our trade secrets, not so secretive. We talked about how we can each improve upon our storytelling skills because there is so much to learn. So the curve just keeps going and going and going. I keep deepening my craft. I keep learning about new and different kinds of ways to use storytelling and the ways are so vast. So I just want to mention that storytelling is also an art that can heal people. So storytelling is practiced in hospitals. There are many places online where you can tell stories now about a particular area in your life where you may need healing. For instance, mm -hmm. you may experience trauma or, or perhaps you have suffered from a mental health condition. Uh, there are now opportunities online for you to participate in storytelling, which can bring you hope and healing mm -hmm. that's so beautiful that's so beautiful so you know i think everybody recognize how powerful stories are everybody can you know remember stories um either from their own lives or from you know from the public domain that, that have impressed them and stayed with them through their lives and so let's talk a little bit about the power of them stories you mentioned some of these you're talking about how it can impact well-being for example so uh, what sort of the the benefits that that you see that storytelling can have to a person either you know through the telling of the story or through the receiving of the story one of the things that storytelling promotes is empathy when i hear a story it's as if i'm living in the shoes of the teller so storytelling promotes connection between people and when someone shares a personal story or I share a personal story, I'm immediately connected by my story, my journey. And one of the things that's amazing about storytelling is when someone tells a story that resonates with me, I might have my own story about the same subject. And while I'm listening to their story, my own story is going on inside of me. So essentially, I'm participating in two stories. Another form of storytelling that is very big around the world is the sharing of folk tales or mythic stories. Mm -hmm. Those stories can connect to people in a very deep place. That's one of the reasons they've been around for so long is because these are stories that carry within them messages that sometimes cannot be conveyed through a personal story. A mythic or folkloric story carries with it a different kind of resonance. There are certain stories in my repertoire that I've been telling for many, many years that are folk tales. And when people ask me, why do I keep sharing those stories over and over? It's because I still need to learn the message of those stories. And mm -hmm. every time I tell that story, that story connects with me on a deep level. And hopefully it will connect with you as well. Excellent. So, so that will also help you understand cultures. I mean, I think I, you know, I love the Greek myths, um, but also now the Celtic myths is something that I've been diving into and, and enjoying awesome. some of those. Yeah, so it, it's interesting, different way of seeing, but a lot of the threads in the stories are similar. Um, I think that's one of the things you find when you look at this, the, the, the themes, um, the fundamental themes of humanity, of being human connection, our spiritual well-being, our connection with spirituality, whichever way you look at it, there seems to be these common themes across cultures, which is super interesting. 
Absolutely. And there's a book that was written a few years ago called The Storytelling Animal. I'll put the link in um, the website so yeah. folks can look at it. It talks about the hunger that humans have for stories. Stories are way up there with food and water and shelter. As human beings, we need stories. This is what connects us. This is what brings us joy. The, the simplest way of connecting with another person is to share your story, to hear their story. This is what promotes empathy. It helps us to connect. Once we hear a story from a person, that person is no longer a stranger. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I think, you know, we covered empathy in the, the year of joy earlier this year with our expert, um, Rob Wolk, uh, who is a great um, expert, written a wonderful book um, on empathy. And I think those in the community who participated in the forum on that sort of learned some, some good tricks on, on how to start building their empathy skills. And maybe this is a good chance for them to take that to the next level and start applying that that empathy through the power of storytelling. And, and we'll sure be doing that with the with the Year of Joy participants um, in the community. So that's going to be a, a lot of fun to do that. So we talked about joy. I just mentioned the word joy, which people who know me are probably not surprised by the fact that I use that word. So let's talk a little bit about the connection between storytelling and joy. How do you see it? Storytelling brings me a lot of joy. Uh, and as I mentioned, when we connect with another person, we don't feel alone. And feeling part of community, knowing that your heart connects to my heart is something that brings a great deal of joy. Um, it was the one thing that kept my spirits going during the pandemic when we were in, the, in lockdown. Uh, my daughters, who are now adults, they were living at home at the time, and they were always coming in and finding me online. And they'd say, Mom, what are you doing? Are you listening to more storytelling? I said, yes, because storytelling fuels my soul. It fuels me in so many ways. I never get tired of hearing stories. So, yes, during the pandemic, I was online from sunup to sundown. And I just want to mention that one of the amazing opportunities you talked about storytelling worldwide is that I discovered how many incredible storytelling communities there are in other countries. And one of the things I doubt discovered is that there are thousands of storytellers in India. And there's wow. a man in India who produces an online storytelling festival. And during the pandemic, it ran for 24 hours. And it wow. was a festival of performances and workshops, the Chennai Storytelling Festival. And wow, did I learn a lot about storytelling in India. I can imagine you did. I, and that, that's wonderful, I think. And, you know, I was just thinking myself, Marrakesh is very high on my list of places to visit. So maybe I'll try and organize that next year to coincide with the festival and that could be a lot of fun but i think also within the u.s i can imagine that you know if you're just traveling around the u.s uh, and as you mentioned you know if you just type in storytelling in me you might find a community event going on you might find a, a little club event so you know if you are traveling around it could be that opportunity to make some new friends connect with people and, and share some stories um in the same way salsa could be a good way to do that um understand that i, I want to mention does salsa and he, he loves 
then every time he goes to a new town, he, he sort of types in Salsa near me and all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's not alone in his hotel room anymore. So it's fantastic to have these different hobbies where you can connect with like-minded people wherever you are or online. In this case, it's a great thing you can do wherever. So wonderful. I just want to mention, I'm sorry, I got all enthusiastic while you, while you were talking about salsa, that any day of the week, and I'm serious, any day of the week at almost any time, you can find an online storytelling swap where you can get involved in storytelling. There are thousands of them online right now. So I hope our listeners will go to their computer and say storytelling right now. And you'll find something for sure. Well, I'm, I'm sure they will. And, and as I say, you can do this two ways, right? You can jump straight in feet first and go into that swap, or you could do a bit of stalking, probably if you if you're a bit more shy and sort of just going to listen to some others and learn, sort of feel confidence, build your confidence before jumping in. Whatever is the best way for you to learn, right? If you learn by diving in, do it. If you prefer to listen a bit and, and build your confidence, that works too for that. So. The connection to joy was so strong, Karen, there that, you know, I think you mentioned all four of the pillars, right? That it has a positive impact on your well-being. It has an amazing impact on your sense of belonging. It can help you positively impact other people um, by sharing and creating that empathy. And finally, it can be a lot of fun. And, and you know, these are the four core joy ingredients. So storytelling has to be up there as one of the, the major superpowers that anybody who wants more joy in their lives can, can start to do. So the question I have on, on my lips and probably some of our listeners, listeners have on their lips is, this is fine for Karen. She, she's amazing. Um, but can anybody become a storyteller? They're wondering. I'm wondering. Is it possible? Absolutely. Anyone can become a storyteller. And I'm glad you mentioned that story listening might be the way in for a lot of people because many people start as a listener long before they decide to tell stories away from their kitchen table. We are all storytellers in our day-to-day life. We tell stories all day long. You come in the house and, and someone says, how was your day? And what do you say? You say, well, today I, and you launch into a story. So the first place we share stories is at our home, but anyone can become a storyteller away from the kitchen table. It's totally possible. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. There's no barriers to it. There's, you don't need a degree to to do it. You no. Can, you can learn the skills. So what are some of the skills? What are some of the skills? I mean, you, you're a master of this thing, and, and obviously we don't have the time to go through everything today. Nor do we really want to because, you know, we're going to save some of our best things for the community so people can jump in there and, and practice. But but what are some of the tips you'd like to share today um, on how people can become a better storyteller? Let's put it that way. Everybody's a storyteller, but how can you become slightly better storyteller tomorrow than you were yesterday? So I, I just want to go back to one thing you said prior, and then I'm going to go into the tips, and that is that even people who are unable to use a speaking voice can become a storyteller. Um, mm -hmm. I worked as a teaching artist for seven years at a school for uh, high school students that had a developmental disability where they were autistic and they were nonverbal, and they all 
participated in the art of storytelling. So storytelling is something every human being can access, even if you cannot speak using a natural voice. So I just Mm. want to make sure everyone knows. Thank you. Because if anyone in the community may have a disability or a challenge, it does not preclude you from becoming a storyteller. And I imagine there are special resources for that as well, I can imagine. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to have to refer to my notes here because in terms of the ways that we can become, I'm going to give you some tips, the ways to become a better storyteller. There are so many tips that I'm going to just have to give you a couple. Okay, so here we go. The first thing is when you tell a story, don't read it off of a paper, but rather tell it in your own words, because everyone will know when you're reading the story and when you're telling the story. Visualize the story in your mind and share it from your mind, not from a piece of paper. And of course, now I'm looking at my paper simply because I have so many notes here. But that is that's an amazing tip, because I remember I'm somebody who struggled very much um, in my early career as a presenter on stage um with with huge nerves due to a, a sort of a childhood stage trauma um that i undertook by telling a joke all wrong um on stage and that left its little scar for me as a, as a child anyway that's, a, that's another story the the tip that i heard when talking about this was that somebody said to me andrew nobody in the audience knows what you're going to say next you're the only one who has some idea and if you try to memorize it it will come across that you're unnatural and you're trying and you'll forget anyway so don't stress about the audience because they've got no idea what you're going to say next so just let it go let that stress go as you say and, and don't try and read your thoughts that you've written down but let it flow from your heart because that's what people want, yeah, to connect to your heart as a storyteller. Absolutely. And one of the things that I like to say, and I can say it over and over again, is there are no mistakes in storytelling. Whatever story was meant to come out will come out as long as you connect it to your heart. Mm, You'll always have that story. So I'll give you another tip. Again, I'm looking here because I have so many tips here. Another tip is... Less is more. So when you're using language in a story, make it specific. Instead of saying a red flower, say a red rose. Because the more specific your language, the more your listener will be able to take those words inside and paint the picture you have in your head in their head. So make Mm. it specific. That's another tip that I can give. And a final tip that I will share is when a person tells a story, there's always a narrator and a character. It's way more fun when a storyteller becomes the character and uses dialogue. Because when we become the characters in our story, when we become actors in our story, the story comes to life. So as you're telling your story, think about, am I using a narrator voice? Or am I using a character voice? Because Mm. if I were to say my teacher was always yelling, he was yelling at me, 
that's not as powerful as if I were to say, my teacher said, sit in your seat already. What are you doing? And I become the teacher. That's mm. way more fun. Absolutely. And guess what? You can lie a little bit in your story if it makes a good story. So you can exaggerate things. So you can say that your mother said to you in the morning, get up, get out of bed. It's time to get up. Even if your mother really said, get up, it's time to get up. That's not as exciting as get up already. Yeah, that, that's a good point. So the chances of your mother being in the audience and saying this, when, or in my case, um, Sister Mary, my primary school, um, you know, I think she's long gone. So she's not going to be there if I do sort of change her voice just a little, um, just for the creative license. I think that's a wonderful those are three wonderful tips. And I know you've got many, many more, and I'm looking forward to getting those into the community and getting people practicing their, their storytelling skills over the next few weeks. So that's going to be an amazing thing to do there. So hopefully some people listening to us today have thought, oh, this could be a cool hobby. Um, you know, where would they go in? Um, we're going to put some, you know, references in the in the show notes. But if you want to say now sort of online live where where they could go that would be fantastic so on on april the 25th you'll have to look online for the time because i know you're in lots of different time zones so i don't want anyone to get confused here i'm in pacific standard time so i won't say the time check it out i'm going to be doing a live zoominar on storytelling and I invite all of you to come and participate. This will be a live event. You'll be able to meet each other, share your stories with each other, learn from each other. And I can't wait to meet all of you because hopefully we'll open the door for you to participate in the hobby of storytelling and you'll become as addicted as I am. And I'll see you online or in person lots more after this because I can tell you now, that once you start this journey, uh, you're going to be uh, you're going to be hooked. Right, you're also going to have your kids coming to you telling you, "Use on that computer again, listening and telling those stories." Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's very infectious, Karen. That's one thing I've learned right. about storytelling. Um, the art of storytelling is hugely infectious, and it brings lots of joy. And I'm, I know storytelling brings you joy are there any other things that that bring joy to your life my family and my friends bring me a lot of joy my garden my plants my animals my dog my turtles they bring me a lot of joy and of course i've shared with you my joy in storytelling I love being both a storyteller and a story listener because for me when i hear other people's stories it brings me a tremendous amount of joy, empathy, and connectivity. Um, I feel a lot of joy in the kind of work that I do as a story facilitator, as a story performer. And because I am so involved in storytelling, I've had this incredible opportunity to help other people share their stories so they can get as much joy out of it as I do in finding the connection between all of us oh that's amazing karen well thank you karen so much for coming on the show today it's been such a pleasure and a joy chatting with you today 
And I appreciate, Andrew, that I had an opportunity to share my joy with you. And I bet you're going to get hooked on storytelling. <laughs> it's just the start. And you know what? That joke that you told that, that maybe bombed a long time ago, it's okay. You can let that go. And you can move on because every time we share a story, it's another step in just getting better and better and better and better. So I can't wait to hear your story. It, well, it was amazing. I think actually that's, that joke told the wrong way I actually got a bigger laugh than I would have done telling the real joke. It was just my own ego that had to let go to say that that's okay, right? And then it would have been fine. I just let my ego get in the way of that one. But I've I've learned and moved on, so that that's good good to know. And I hope you, our listeners, enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I do. And I hope you feel inspired to cultivate the joy superpower of storytelling yourself. If so, please check out the show notes for links to Karen and her resources. If you're a member of the Year of Joy community already, please join us in the community forum over the next few weeks as we'll work together on integrating some of Karen's tips into our lives. And if you're not already a member of the Year of Joy community, please visit our website, theartandscienceofjoy.com to find out more and join. Thank you once again for listening. And I hope you tune in for the next episode of the Art and Science Joy podcast. Until then, stay well, stay joyful and unleash the power of stories.